The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour, a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. Hi, this is Lady Petra. I'm Safa Master. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers. Cheers. Hi, I'm Lady Petra. And I'm Safra Master. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers. Cheers. What are we drinking? We are drinking, let me see, <laughs> between the sheets. Mmm. Wow. Yeah, complex between drink. the sheets. Yummy. It is a complex drink because today's a special day. It is a special day. It's my birthday. Happy birthday. Yay. Thank you. I just gave you a really nice present. Yes, you did. A really, really nice present. Um, this drink, let's see, let's give you a little history of it. Harry McElhoun in France invented this drink in 1930. Wow. Okay. And it, it's a strong drink. Yes, it is. <laughs> Obviously. It has white rum, cognac, triple sec, but I use Gros Meunier instead of triple sec, okay. and lemon juice. And so basically... And a twist. And a twist. I add yeah. the twist because of the lemon juice that's in it. Yeah. It doesn't really say to do that, but I think it's a good flair. I like to also rub the rim with the lemon rind, yeah. you know. So this one is to make two drinks of large martini glasses. Um, you use, I use, when I look at parts, I use two ounces as a part. Yeah. So basically one and a half parts of white rum. One and a half parts of triple sec or Grand Marnier, one and a half parts of cognac, and then a part of lemon juice. Yeah. So when you use a jigger, it works really easy that way. Mm-hmm. And it pretty much every time makes two perfect sized drinks. It's delicious. Yeah. So really tasty. Yeah. <laughs> mm. So it's your birthday. It's my birthday. We just had like the hottest sex. Can I, can I just say that every time we have sex, it's the hottest sex there ever is? <laughs> it obviously is. Golly. I'm uh, just bringing our drinks over. I spilled the drink partly because I'm so shaky. I mean, yeah. we literally just finished having sex. sex. It's true. <laughs> and I'm yeah. birthday really, Birthday yeah. sex. Birthday sex. You got flogged pretty hard. Yeah. That was a lot of flogging. That was almost 400 strokes. Was it? Yeah. I wasn't counting. Yeah. I was I was flogging you to the tune of Carlos Santana. So. Yes, you were. <laughs> and it took, because of my ass being caned and, you know. Sore. Sore. It took a while for it to warm up. And then yeah. it did warm up, actually. Yeah. But it took longer than I normally do. It's just a little sensitive. But, um. Kiva. 
stuff. So uh, hot. Yeah, it was great. I really, I really dug it. It was amazing. Yeah. And uh, you came hard. Yeah. And, and often, and for a long time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I've spent. We're, we're just great sex partners. I love having sex. <laughs> we're with excellent you. sex partners. I mean, I really do. I just love it. And you look so beautiful today with your dress up for your birthday. Thank you. Collar on. It's great. It's super great. So we wanted to have a conversation today about the concept of being responsible. And if you think about it, like you hear that relationships are 50-50. Yeah. And we have a different context. We have a context called relationships are 100% zero. Yeah. And... It's rooted in this notion of being responsible for how you occur to somebody mm-hmm. and for taking responsibility for how, both how you occur to them and how they occur to you. Yeah. yeah. And, and what that ultimately wraps up into is how, as partners, we get to create each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exciting. So, yeah, it's a really great topic because... I think it really allows for there to be a complete sense of personal responsibility mm-hmm. that each partner, however many partners you have, <laughs> you know, but, right. but in, right. every, in every relationship with one person, one other person, that you're 100% responsible for how you show up. Well, and that's the key, even if you're polyamorous. Yes, you still have an individual relationship with each person. Correct. So you're still 100% zero yes. with each person. Yeah. You have to be. Um, so that's why I think it is so powerful. Yeah. And so, you know, what, it, what does it mean to be responsible for your relationship? Well, it, it accrues to you to both be responsible for how you show up for the other person. Right. And then also to be responsible for how the other person shows up for you. Yeah. And so, you know, like I take responsibility for myself in the way I interact with you Mm -hmm. and the way I perceive you interacting for me, toward me, Mm -hmm. right? And so... When I perceive that there's something amiss, mm-hmm. whether it's space or whatever, like I can interact with you around that because I'm being responsible for how you occur. I'm not just kind of creating a story about how you occur and making meaning out of it, mm-hmm. right? I think that's sort of the, the key fact is that as human beings, we, we tend to be meaning-making machines. We make meaning out of things where there's no meaning to be made. Right. And and we make up the stories that we have about the way somebody's behaving toward us. And we do that all over our lives, like all over our yeah, lives. Yeah, in every part. In yeah. every part. And, and, and it's it really comes down to that we have a little voice running in our head. <laughs> the little voice. Yeah. And people often don't think they have a little voice, but when you say, what little voice... That's the that, little that's voice. That's the one, right? <laughs> <coughs> yeah, so, so you listen to that voice in your head, and that little voice in your head that's always running, it's always on, mm-hmm. is 
you know, your self-assessment of how things are going. Yeah. And when something isn't going your way, you make up stories about that. Right. And maybe it's like you'll say under your breath, well, that bitch, this and that, and, yeah. you know. Right. Um, and that's, that's the beginning of not being responsible for who you're being mm-hmm. in the moment. Because life is really moment to moment, right? It's a, it's a moment followed by another moment. <laughs> yes. Followed by another moment. And being present means you're present to the moment that you're in. Actually Versus in. compounding them because a lot of people compound the moments well, we tend, on top of each other. We tend to compress yeah. the past with the future. And we have, as human beings, we tend to have what you would call an almost certain probable future. Which is to say, mm-hmm. things will work out the way they did for you in the past in the future because you keep bringing the past to the future. And yeah. you keep creating that as the context for whatever's occurring. So instead of you setting aside the stories that you have at the moment, as human beings, what we do is we just pretend that the story we have is the truth. And the story we have is not the truth. The truth is what's in front of us at the moment. Well, and that's part of being righteous. I mean, we have to be right. Yeah, and not just right, but righteous about being right. Righteous about being right. We have to be right because that's about looking good. Mm -hmm. I mean, everyone's saving face, basically. Mm -hmm. Because we're, you know, largely everything is based on fear. And so that drives you to do that. It's a... It's a fight or flight type of response. And so it's built into our nature. And so as, you know, uh, higher level creatures, thumbs, and we can think, um, we have an opportunity to choose to recognize that. And even though that's instinctual, we can recognize it, discern it apart from everything, and then choose to relate to that context differently. Yeah. Or create a new context. Yeah. It's always about context. Context is the bigger picture that we live inside of. You know, you and I have created a context for our relationship. Yeah. That we're creating each other. And we're responsible for creating each other. That's the context we have. And so when things go amiss, we exist inside that context and we can bring it back fairly quickly because you and I have an agreement about that. Right. 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 And because we're human and we make agreements and we have integrity around those agreements. And that's the key. We have integrity around that. Yes. We can actually come back to what it is we're creating. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, that notion of being responsible for who I'm being mm-hmm. as a matter of my word is important. Right? But there's a deeper context to that which is I'm also responsible for how you show up yeah like I'm responsible for you mm-hmm. and that means I've got to pay attention to how things are occurring for you mm-hmm. and I've got to respond to how things are occurring for you inside of the agreements that we have because we have an agreement about no space for example exactly yeah exactly or whatever it is right yeah. So, so there are a thousand ways I create you. 
<laughs> and and there's a thousand ways you create me. It's true. You know, you create me the way you show up for me, the way we relate around the kitchen, the way we relate around, you know, the TV, the way we re- relate around bed, the way we relate to and, each and other. And those are like the everyday things, which is yeah. really key because, you know, we talked a little bit about contempt yesterday in a relationship and, and what that breeds and you know how that, that breeds things like well you're watching TV together and you go oh asshole he's going to watch his show again yeah. he never lets me watch a show I want to watch and that is not being responsible no because for one you're complaining about something that you're not even talking out loud to the other person about they have no right. idea that's happening Two, the other person's not paying attention to you, so your response. They're not being responsible, to paying attention to you and your response. You're, you know, I'm sure you're not completely um, silent or uh, body language is not showing, you know, that you're upset. You are. You're, you're actively, we all know how that goes. Contempt, you have manners, you do. And the other one knows it. They totally know when they're in contempt. And so... I think it's just a choice to ignore and not be responsible. It ultimately is what's happening. Um, I think when we first talked about this, I was intrigued by the whole 100% zero thing. And I didn't, I, I got it, but I didn't get it initially. But my nature aligns with that because I, things like I was explaining to you, like, you know, 30 years of, doing laundry let's just say for my family and it was just expected I do it and and that's okay um, I don't need a badge for that however it's like doing laundry in the household now is like a way I get to be in action showing my love um, I've always been that way doing action things to show my love and I felt like it was often overlooked in the past like they weren't looked as loving acts or just looked at as tax I should be doing and it's not that I even expect and and you certainly don't do this and I'm not there's no I'm not asking for it I'm you don't run around and say thank you thank you to every single thing I mean we're appreciative of one another for sure we take on different roles um but it doesn't it doesn't feel that same way I I just know it's a loving act and I love doing it because it makes your life better my life better it's a thing that needs to get done like you know doing things completely like they should be done like you know they should be done like you like you know others will expect you to have them done I really value that not this half-assed thing which I think is part of my responsibility to do it at that level well, when you first moved in, you you asked if you could contribute by being your normal household keeper self. Yeah. And I was like, sure. <laughs> Have at it. <laughs> okay. Go nuts. Yeah. And then you completely rearranged my kitchen. Yeah. There was like a house gnome. There was a house, a, a house elf. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know what that was all about. But my, my point is, though, that... You know, you took responsibility for being, you know, self-expressed, like as a self-expression, for being a contribution in the way that you could to make my life better. And like I kept telling you over the time that we were together, like, 
being around you mm-hmm. and being with you makes my life better. And that's, an, that's a little example of how you do that. You just do, you do things in action. You're in action, mm-hmm. being responsible for who you're being, doing complete work, mm-hmm. doing it in a way that uplifts us and that makes our environment better. Yeah, and, and seeing it needs to get done, being responsible. Yeah. Seeing that that needs to get done. And then doing it. And then just doing it. Yeah. Because that's the contribution. And I get a lot of satisfaction out of that. Yeah. Um, and even way more now, uh, it's very similar to when I was younger, because I did this as a child. This sure. isn't new for me. This is my nature. Yeah, I got it. Um, and so there was a period of time in my um, past marriage where I just lost the joy of doing that being that contribution to even my own family like I just felt like it was on deaf ears like no one it was expected yeah and not appreciated and taken for granted and and at the same time it goes back to the 100% zero I was being responsible I can't say in every case because I'm not a perfect person but in this instance I was being responsible and the other sides of the relationship, whether it was my kids or my ex, they weren't being responsible yeah. for what I was contributing in their response to it, their responsibility side of that. Yeah. Um, so, so that... Like that, recharging your battery. I told you, like I don't f- ever feel like my battery was being recharged. So let me recharge your battery. Yes. So I acknowledge you <laughs> for contributing to our home by the way you interact with our household and clean things up and pick up and do laundry and make the bed and the things that you do on a day-to-day basis yeah. that that often feel like they go unnoticed they're totally noticed and mm. I acknowledge you for being such an amazing contribution to my life and to our lives well, I, I really appreciate that and like I say I feel that in the way we interact our just affinity in the household yeah gives me that sense without words it's not that i don't appreciate hearing i love hearing it but at the same time it's not a requirement because i don't feel that uh, i feel like i'm a contribution and it's appreciated basically you are a contribution and, and i do appreciate you. right yeah. and i don't ever think twice about that like i don't question that no and and and, and the reason you don't question it is because i'm being responsible right for making sure that you feel loved and supported and acknowledged. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and I think that's sort of the full circle of what we're talking about, right? It's a, it's a conversation about being responsible that is also a conversation about being present. That's mm-hmm. also a conversation about not being driven by the little voice in our head. Mm-hmm. And it's also a conversation about communication. Well, and one thing that really put this home for me was when you because I was during the throes of my divorce and I was sharing with you you shared with me something and and you might have to correct me because I might be off on this but you had talked about when your marriage went south you viewed your ex as a certain type of person like certain characteristics yeah and that you kind of set that in out there and she became that for you. Right. I, what I said was, just to remind you, what I said was, yeah. I treated my wife mm-hmm. through the years. I interacted with her through the years as if she were a bitter, angry person. 
Right. That's how. That's what you that's put a, out there. That, you that's weren't being I, responsible that, for her. No, I wasn't for creating her at all. No, you were just. I was just treating her that labeling way, labeling her, which was in effect creating her. Yes. And so by the time we actually got divorced, she was bitter and angry. Absolutely. With self. I created prophecy. that. Yeah, Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And see, the difference is like I'm present to that now, mm-hmm. and so with you, I'm creating you as my, like, loving, submissive slut that I. <laughs> that enjoys being with me, that loves yeah. me, and I'm tr- and I'm creating you that way, right. as as an ongoing exercise in creation. Like I'm treating you the way I want you to show up, mm-hmm. because I've become aware of this idea that I can literally create how you show up. Right, right, right. right. It's powerful. It's a powerful, it's super powerful recognition. Yeah, super powerful. Somebody asked me online today, actually on Fat Life, like how it is that I have all these women in my life who have right. shown up right. and do what I want. And when I'm, when I'm, the secret source is I create them. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, and, and I, it, it, I really believe that. Yeah. And so, and so this conversation that I have with myself now isn't a conversation of can't. It's a conversation of can. Mm-hmm. It's prospective. Mm-hmm. It's possibility. It's the idea of creating a possibility that I live into with the actions that I take. Yeah. 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 It's super powerful. Yeah. Um, and we're only hitting on the cusp of this, uh, but it is profound when you commit to it and put it in place. Yeah. And it takes something. It does. It takes You know, none of this is quick fix self help, read a read a line and repeat a mantra and then that's what happens. Right. It's not like that. It's no. It's really being re- like the topic well, today is responsible for yourself and yeah. your the person you're with. And and for that to occur, it takes some introspection. Like you've really got to go through yeah. a process of self-discovery. You have to discover what it is that you need to do. Yeah. You can't. You can't just arrive there. You can't. There's no shortcuts. Yeah, and I hear this a lot online. Like I haven't found the right person because they do this wrong, or they do this, or they aren't this, or whatever. And and really, all I hear is someone that's really a conversation about them instead of pointing the finger at themselves. Point, they're pointing it outward because they've got to be righteous, they've got to look good, and there can't be something wrong on their end. And I'm not trying to say that everyone's at fault, but if you're really 100% zero committed to creating a relationship and being responsible, well, then the finger has to be pointed back at you for sure because you're responsible to create that other person. Yeah. And it only happens if you do that. So you can't be, you can't ignore that. It's just a really, I love this topic because it's, we, we always talk about each day and, and truly every moment, but it's, it's really profound. When I get up in the morning, it's my opportunity to create you for the day. Give a shush. You know? Yeah. And when I'm working, when I'm not in quarantine, you know, I get to, um, leave you love notes on your computer and send you a, a text, my butt plug in when I'm apart from you. And these are all ways to create you yeah. and myself 
in the context of our dynamic. Yeah, it's it's a very being responsible for how you create somebody is a very powerful weapon in relationship. Yeah. Like it's power in it relationship. Is. It is. You know. Yeah. So so this brings up a topic for the next conversation we might have, which is the relationship between force and power in relationship. That would be a great topic to talk yeah. about. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because because you create me as a dom, the way yeah. I create you as a sub. The way you show up for me creates me absolutely. The way I show up for you creates you absolutely. True. And because we're both choosing to be responsible for how that occurs, mm-hmm. we're deeply engaged in the creation. Right. One one at one moment at a time. We're not it's not separate for us. Yeah. Um uh do you have any um kink in the news? Kink in the news stuff? Yeah, so kink is way more popular than you think. Yeah. It turns out. So there's a lot of evidence in the literature lately about how kink shows up for people. And there was this really interesting um article that we're going to share that talks about how kink is a very valuable way for people to really get to know each other. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, a lot of what um, the, this article shares really talks to how people who are kinky are just way more balanced yeah. in, their, in their relationships and, and in their way of being than people who aren't. And I'm just scanning the article to find the... Um, the um, quote, I don't find it quickly, but we'll, we'll share the article and you can read about how engaging in kink can actually have a positive effect on your health. Oh, wow. Here it is. The 2013 evaluation of psychological characteristics of people practicing BDSM found that they were less neurotic, more open and extroverted, and less rejection sensitive than the general population. And wow. it doesn't surprise me because you said it the other day, one of the things that occurs during our kinky sessions mm-hmm. is that you, you literally have to be present. Yeah. You can't be in your head. Right. Yeah. I can't be daydreaming. I can't be thinking about the laundry. I can't be doing anything else no. other than be present. Exactly. Yeah. And like today's sex was a perfect example. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still in subspace. I know. Um, so, uh, I'm feeling complete. Are you feeling complete? I am feeling on this? complete, yeah. Okay. That's it for today. You can find us on your favorite podcast directory. We also have an RSS feed. If you're interested in online coaching for kinksters or online domination, you can visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. And if you're uh, having comments or suggestions or drink ideas for our podcast, you can email me at ladypetraplayground at gmail.com. That's it. That's it. Cheers. Cheers.